This podcast contains advice that should never be followed, spoilers you'll wish you hadn't heard, and language you wouldn't teach to children. When you've been cooped up indoors and quarantine bites, it's time for Agony Art Lockdown Lights. Welcome to Agony Art Lockdown Lights, the bite-sized version of the Agony Art podcast in which we try to solve your problems, not using our own brain power. No, sir. Instead, by telling you how these problems were solved in the great art of our age. And when we inevitably fail to solve those problems, at least you're left with a fun reading, listening and watching this to enjoy in your spare time. Yes, we have done what we said we would never do and started recording remotely because it had just <laughs> been too long since we'd heard our own voices on the internet. My name's Aaron and I'm an occasional reader of books and I've got Carl our fantastic film forager, and Liam, our meandering music maestro, here with me in our virtual studio, where the producer is a robot, and our only listeners are Google and the NSA. Say hello, lads. Hello. Hello, lads. We're back. We're back. <laughs> is that the uh, excited we're back screech that you were that you've been working on? on? Yeah. How long did it yeah. take you to perfect it's, it? Um, <laughs> it's actually from um, Independence Day. You know the crazy guy. Is it? Yeah. Are you excited to be back? Are you pleased to be back? Yeah. Have you listened to the previous episodes and you know picked up tips and you know criticised yourselves, uh, like massaged an internal hatred, <laughs> cultivated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a real self hatred that you're going to fix in these future episodes, or yeah, uh, I definitely. Mean, I, I was I was present for the recording of the last episode, so I, I definitely haven't listened to him. <laughs> really, I found I find him hilarious. I love him. Yeah, I'm a real big fan yeah. of the art. <laughs> <laughs> biggest fan of your own podcast. Yeah, I've got to say though, where you notice mistakes that are just crazy, like you think, how the hell did I make that mistake? It is I know. terrible. And there is one thing that sticks out for me where I said something like. Um, I've got a closed list of friends, which sounds like the most arrogant thing anyone could ever say. <laughs> Look, I've We've... got too many friends, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking any more applications. But... <laughs> you can join a waiting list. It definitely wasn't the point I was trying to make, but I could people if people stop subscribing because of that, I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we don't need more subscribers. We've got a closed list of subscribers. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. our fourteen will do just fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteen subscribers is enough for us. We can't reveal too many stats like that, though, Carl. No, what we really meant was fourteen hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, that wasn't. I just plucked that out of the air. But, um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we should do a giveaway when we reach certain um, certain milestones. People like a giveaway online, don't they? Yeah, Liam can give a guitar lesson <laughs> in his yeah. house to a random listener. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the address on the Instagram post as part of the giveaway, so that like if one of pe people want to come and watch the guitar lesson, they can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his nervous face. I, I thought you said give a guitar away. You can do that as well if you want, Lee. That's generous. Yeah, yeah that's a bit too generous, I think. I'm actually trying to give my saxophone away at the moment. Oh, I'm surprised that isn't getting snapped up. Have you put it on like... Uh... I've not done it, advertised it anywhere. No. I'll have it. <laughs> You're not doing a very good job. I'll have it, we'll stick it in the theme tune. 
All right, good. I think we've gone on about our own podcast enough now. <laughs> it's great. Subscribe, um, download, rate. <laughs> this is the bit we've got to listen back to and be, and be like, why, why, why do we say all of this stuff? <laughs> yeah, People are going to be unsubscribing. Out. Yeah, so before we begin, I want to make it very clear that we're not really here to solve your life's hardest problems. All of our submissions are certified 100% trivial or fictional pickles, and our advice should almost never be followed, especially... Not during these crazy times when even the best advice might turn bad within a week. We're really only here to have fun, so if you're having a really hard time, I would recommend hitting up our website for guidance on who to turn to. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So, with that admin out of the way, here is our first problem of the day. Problem one. I'm sick of Zoom quizzes and Teams meetups. I know they're the only way that we can all stay in touch during these weird times, but I just want the odd Friday or Saturday evening to myself. Why do people have to make me feel so guilty about wanting to chill out in front of the telly instead of watching them get quiz questions wrong over a bad internet connection? <sighs> have you two been doing a lot of Zoom quizzes? I do, I do one a week. I do one um, a week? Jay Flynn's Weekly. virtual pub quiz. You, you familiar oh, yeah. with Mr. Flynn? Uh, I've heard about it. He's, it's he's big, isn't it? He's the guy who won, not won. You don't win MBEs, do you? But he got he got given an MBE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the MBE giveaway when the Queen got over ten thousand <laughs> yeah. followers. Um, we haven't done any this time round. We did it every week in the first time round, but not this time. Yeah, we did quite a lot in the first one uh, with friends and family and stuff. I think we, I mean, we've done poker nights as well, haven't we? Us lot. Yeah, it's always been but good we, fun. I think. We got the formula right, though, didn't we? We've only done two in a year. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's um, irregular enough that you don't get sick of it. I got sick of it. I've never lost so much money in my life. <laughs> what, a fiver? <laughs> I'm a very conservative gambler. <laughs> oh, well, who wants to start the uh, art examples to help our friend? Oh, no, wait. Think of a name. Ah. Classic. We're back. We really are back. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what's that geezer? What's the quiz guy's called? Should we call it him? Maybe Isn't he's it? sick of quizzes. Was, oh, you mean Jay? I was I was going to yeah. suggest Charles Ingram. <laughs> Let's just call him Ingram. <laughs> well, Ingram, we've got some tips for you. Starting with, mine's pretty dark, so we might want to be light-hearted first. Or well, maybe we should start with the darkness so that we can get away from it quickly. Okay, we'll we'll do that then. So I'm going to do an Aaron and say that I've not watched this film. Because, oh, classic Carl. Because it's a horror film and I don't like horror films. Well, I don't mind some of them. Like we were talking about the the Shining and the Shining sequel recently, us three. And, um, the Shining. The Shining. When you say you you don't like horror films, is that because you of the quality or because you don't like being scared? Um, I don't mind being scared while I'm watching it, but I don't like... Um, hiding under my duvet afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite an active imagination and uh, supernatural stuff. Like I'd rather an axe murderer come into my house than a ghost. Because you know what you're dealing with there, don't you? What if it's a friendly ghost if... like Casper? Well, yeah. You, uh, yeah, but you don't know that, do you? You might act friendly and then do something what if unfriendly. It was the ghost of an axe murderer. Because then at least the axe murderer is dead. 
<laughs> so you haven't got to deal with him. Yeah, that's probably the best <laughs> scenario I can think of, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this film's called Host, and it's from 2020. It's a recent June 2020 it came out. Another reason I haven't watched it is because it's exclusive to Shudder, which is a horror movie subscription. Do you think we're going to reach the point where there are too many subscription services? If you have them all, it's more than Sky now, isn't it? Like, cost <laughs> yeah. Are we heading for market saturation? I think so. Or are we already there? I think I think we're already there. You know, there's Prime, there's Netflix, there's Disney Plus now. There's Shudder. Something else I've forgotten about. <laughs> Shudder. Discovery Plus. There's going to be um, that yesterday. HBO Max, which is going to have things that I want to see on it. and Yeah. yeah. Apple TV Plus. I've got that Now TV. Well. Yeah. All these things. The Hulu. Is uh, that one? I don't know. <laughs> We should point out to our listeners that other streaming services are available. I think we named them all. I think we named them all, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're anything but fair. Um, So go on, Carl. Sorry. So it's on Shudder. Yeah, it's called Host. Released June last year and directed by Rob Savage. So this film is... It's something to note. This film might sound like a real B-movie, and it probably is, but it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes across 77 reviews. Mm. it's a very interesting format so this guy Rob Savage I don't think I don't know much about his background but I don't think he's like a he's not an out there filmmaker he just um, he was on a zoom with his friends and he played played a prank on them like scared them shitless basically and mm. he's, he said the result was so effective when you watched it back that he made this film which is the length of a zoom call so the whole film is 56 minutes including the credits and it all takes place on zoom so you see Zoom panels, essentially. So it's a cool concept. Still not going to watch it. So you don't know what happens in it, or you don't want to reveal. No, I'm going to reveal everything. I, I can oh, right. I can tell Spoilers. you how it ends right now. You get a little panel pop up, and it says your meeting time has expired. <laughs> Liam is bang on. That is, that is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so starting with the ending, Tarantino's esque, but no. Um, so the plot. Quick summary: of the plot um, during the COVID nineteen pandemic, a group of friends stay in touch weekly with Zoom calls and they um, they get bored of the quizzes and so they decide um, to mix it up they invite a medium called um, Salen to hold a seance on Zoom they could have thought of a cool name for that a Zoom say Zoom no yeah that would anyway. right, be much better <laughs> <laughs> so um, as the seance go on Gemma one of the, I'm not going to there's quite a few characters in it so I'm not going to just like summarise who's who, but I'll just say names. But, we don't um, want a clueless fiasco again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Expertly detailed. <laughs> so Gemma claims to have made contact with a friend that committed suicide. So they think the seance has been a success. They made contact with the dead and the medium Salem drops off. But it turns out Gemma was just making it up for a laugh. But she awoke an evil spirit by doing that. Um, and then mad shit starts to happen. Haley's chair is pulled away from her desk sharply. Um, Emma's glass breaks, and Caroline. Oh, this is really creepy. Caroline finds a corp- corpse in her attic. <laughs> <laughs> on the Zoom call. Yeah, I don't I, like. I haven't watched it. What's she doing in her attic on the Zoom call? <laughs> well, I saw, maybe it was mobile, not on laptops. I don't know. Yeah, but, takes it right, takes yeah. it with her. Um, so then they. They get Salem to rejoin to be like, you know, this is kind of fucked up. So can you help us close this seance? Um, but it's too late. And uh, so I'll just summarise some of the characters and what happens to them. 
Caroline, well, <laughs> this is how I want to imagine it. Imagine this happening. Caroline is repeatedly smashing her face on the desk. So can you imagine the Zoom call and she's just like smashing her face? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like doing that in work meetings. <laughs> um, Gemma goes to Haley's house. So I assume this is on a mobile Zoom again to try and help. I suppose all the power's gone, but they use a Polaroid camera flash to light their way. Classic. I think Saw did that first, you know. See, we've got Polaroids, Carl, you and me, and we know that there's only eight shots in that film. That's true, yeah. Before you have to reload. Do you think they waited (laughs) until they developed as well to see what's out there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. 45 minutes ago, there was a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the last uh, flash catches a spirit about to attack them and that's where as Liam predicted the zoom call expires Mm. so how does this help the situation if you really hate them that much hold a seance and see them all get (laughs) horrifically (laughs) murdered by a spirit I thought you were yeah well yeah I suppose that's similar to what I thought you were saying I thought you were saying don't attend anymore because you will die (laughs) no end end them spectacularly and make you feel mad surely it's more don't stop the quizzes (laughs) <laughs> just just don't just carry on doing them well it could be don't mix it up just stick to the simple quizzes or if you really want them to end you could just not attend I suppose or you could hold a seance and let have it have <laughs> a saying no to your friends and just not attending or inviting a medium who calls up spirits and kills them all yeah indirectly <laughs> those, are, those are your only two options <laughs> those are your only choices <laughs> So, so I think I think I would suggest that staying on the quizzes is probably a probably a good idea. You know, I think quizzes are pretty good in general. I think we can all agree they they, they keep your brain active, don't they? Help you learn new things to an extent. And James Brown, he'll be the well, first to tell you this. You tell us, Liam, because you've been attending quizzes every week. What, what have you learned you? this week? Uh, what I've learned this week, um, um, I've learned that oh, the that's... flags of Turkey and Tunisia are very similar. And I still can't tell oh, the difference. Shit fact. <laughs> <laughs> no one is listening to this podcast right now going, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is the main problem. I can never remember any of the interesting things I learn on quizzes. Ever. I mean, uh, you're yeah, putting me on the spot a bit. I'm sure I could think of something before the end of the episode. And also, that wasn't a very fair summary from Carl either, because he can't remember what he did five minutes ago. <laughs> like, we have a conversation, and then the next day he asks the same question, and you go, Carl, we spoke about this yesterday. Yeah, and then I pretend to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but just remind me of the whole conversation. Because <laughs> I want to I check you remember it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Liam, go on. James Brown. Right. Yeah, James Brown, I mean, he'll be the first he to tell you. If, I mean, he is dead, so he probably wouldn't be the first, but... Um, if he wasn't dead <laughs> he might haunt you if you, in a zoom quiz exactly if you call a medium to your zoom quiz he might tell you first can you imagine, sorry true. can you just hold on a minute because James Brown is just singing in my living room so, so, so actually this, this could be the advice do the seance uh, and get in touch with James Brown and he'll tell you that you want to be careful about dropping out of anything education related so he released a song in 1966 called Don't Be a Dropout and this was one of his first attempts at a socially conscious song, apparently. There's a, there's a line in it, he took, he's talking in the song about um, one of his friends who's telling him the story. And the line goes, said he went for a job and Mr. Man said, without an education, might as well be dead. So, you know, 
some hard facts of life right there. And when you are dead, you get called back by a medium. <laughs> exactly. And no wonder you're angry. <laughs> so, so James Brown was basically saying, look, kids, don't drop out of school. It's a bad idea. And um, this was fairly successful when it led to him meeting the Len... Len? Len Goodman? Goodman. No. <laughs> it led to him meeting the then Vice President, Hubert Humphrey, to discuss a stay-in-school program for the kids of America, presumably. Didn't actually look at that. <laughs> See, another half asked fact. <laughs> That's what they come here for. <laughs> he met someone to talk about something. <laughs> Regarding some people. <laughs> But yeah, there's a there's a but there's a simple message to it, you know. Don't be a dropout. And I'm sure he had Zoom quizzes in mind when he was singing it back in it's the 60s. Such a huge reach, you, Liam. But I do feel some sympathy because it's quite a hard um, <laughs> yeah. example for a song, isn't it? I like the idea of bringing him back on a like a Zoom séance, though. I invite all spirits to get on up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But you would say that, wouldn't you, Liam? You would say keep attending them because you're doing it every week and you're a big quiz Zoom quiz fan. I'm going to provide the opposite perspective. Fuck your friends. Aaron's <laughs> angry Stop attending their Zoom quizzes. <laughs> Fuck you, Liam. <laughs> I don't even want to attend this recording. This virtual recording. I think, you, listener, Ingram, I think you should take a leaf out of Bartleby the Scrivener's book. Bartleby the Scrivener, A Story of Wall Street, is a story written by Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick. And he's a scribe who's hired by a lawyer to copy legal documents by hand. And when he gets there, he's really productive and he's like doing shit like nobody can. And then after a while, he just starts to refuse to do stuff. Every, every time he's asked, he's just like, I would prefer not to. And, you know, if you don't want to attend these Zoom quizzes, that's the advice you should take. If you just know is a one word sentence, no is a answer on its own. You don't have to even explain why you're saying no. Just say, oh, I prefer not to. Um, don't take it as far as Bartleby, though, because uh, he ends up refusing to do literally anything, including eat, and he dives, dies of starvation because he refuses to eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stubborn man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a bit of a weird story, but um, as I say, Herman Melville wrote Moby Dick, and apparently this story might be like representative of his feelings towards his own writing at the time. But you know, it's certainly representative of how you feel, Ingram. If you would prefer not to do any online quizzes, just say no. And if someone's going to make you feel bad about that, they're just being Moby Dickheads. <laughs> Bravo. That's a zinger. So it sounds like we're running out of examples. Uh, anyone got any... Summary points for Ingram? No, I think you're right. We need to learn to... People need to learn to say no. And people need to learn to accept that people have wishes. And it's not personal if they don't want to do something. I think you're right. But you also shouldn't be a dropout. Because no. you learn new things at quizzes. Like, some flags are similar to other flags. They, they really are. You should see them. <laughs> I tell you what, have a look at them today and then I'll ask you next week if you remember the difference and I bet you won't. <laughs> Problems. We all got em. Problems. We all got em. Problems. We all got em. So let's try and solve some problems. 
Let's move on to problem two. I forgot I wasn't on mute during a work meeting. And I'm pretty sure my boss heard me suggest that he shut the fuck up under my breath. <laughs> he has seemed a bit off with me since, and I'm worried I've hurt my career. What should I do? I have done some stuff like this. I haven't said shut the fuck up, but I've like farted on a work call when I wasn't <laughs> on mute. <laughs> and then gone. <laughs> oh no. Would it have been obvious it was you? Were you like... like well, exactly. Different? That's the thing. So if you're on like a work call with 10 people, you can just go, maybe someone else wasn't on mute. <laughs> Except it comes up with your picture and a bigger outline, doesn't it, when it happens? <laughs> yeah. And after green. I farted, I go, get out and walk. <laughs> <laughs> so um... Your room just starts filling with a green gas or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I faint. <laughs> <laughs> so have you two done anything embarrassing on a work call? Yeah, I, I was on I was on camera once and I'm pretty sure I picked my nose and didn't realise. Flicked it at the camera. camera. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> Flicked it at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think of a name for this person. Smithers. No, he likes his boss. <laughs> Homer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, we haven't got any better offers, so I might as well be Homer. <laughs> well, Homer, even if your boss heard and doesn't like you now, I don't think that should mean that you've hurt your career. And I've got some examples that will illustrate that point for you. Authors who have fallen out with their agents and haven't hurt their careers. Martin Amis left his agent, Pat Cavanna, in 1995 after 23 years working together. Left her for a rival, Andrew Wiley, for a new half a million pound deal. Yeah. And yet, Martin Amius is still famous. And I've got another one. J.K. Rowling. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's an author. Uh, (laughs) Would she have written anything online? Uh, oh, that's um. There were the Cormoran Strike books. Yeah, I was going to say it's um, Robert Galbraith's under a pseudonym. Pseudonym, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> J.K. Rowling left her agent Christopher Little after 16 years together in 2011, and Little discovered her. So you know he was extra disappointed. He felt betrayed, and this is an illustration of how that didn't hurt her career because she earns 71 million pounds a year. Or £136 a minute. And on Wordery.com, they provide a tool where you can work out how long it takes J.K. Rowling to earn your salary. So I did that, and it was very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) I won't reveal how long it was, because then you'll know how much I earn. But um, the point is, these... These authors are still enjoying, you know, no small amount of success. So it should illustrate to you, uh, Homer, that even if he did hear shut the fuck up, you haven't necessarily hurt your career. Yeah. And I think one thing I'd say to you, Homer, is that there's a, there seems to be a bit of an elephant in the room here, which is, it sounds like you're not. I see it, Liam. No. I mean, it's there, it's just Carl. Out of you're, shot. Just, you're just not talking about it. <laughs> um, it's, it sounds like you're not very happy with your boss, maybe with your job. Um, and, you know, I think. <laughs> I can hear him building up to an immense stretch. 
<laughs> I mean, not not being honest about these things can, can uh, is sometimes you know not the best policy. You could take a leaf out of Morrissey's book, and you could be very blunt about it. Oh, boss, <laughs> you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> so um, I am referring to uh, the Smiths' 1986 uh, album, "The Queen Is Dead," on which. Uh, there's a song called Frankly Mr. Shankly. I don't know if you know it. Um, and it's actually about the, or allegedly, it's about, it's written for the Rough Trade record label boss, Jeff Travis. Um, and it was written when the Smiths were really unhappy about the current situation and they wanted to leave the label. And the first line in the song goes, Frankly Mr. Shankly, this position I've held, it pays my way. And it corrodes my soul. It's your classic Morrissey be very eloquently talking about uh, how unhappy he is. One of the lines says, I want to leave. You shall not miss me. And there's also a couple of really outright rude sequences in it as well. Um, he makes a reference to Mr. Shankly's bloody awful poetry. Um, which apparently is a was based on a real incident where this Jeff Travis guy wrote a poem and gave it to him. And in the song it's just like... I didn't realise you wrote poetry. I didn't realise you wrote such bloody awful poetry. Which <laughs> seemed a little bit harsh. And towards the end, he calls him a flatulent pain in the arse as well. Which is very Morrissey, isn't it? Um, so probably, maybe don't go that far. But the moral of the story is, if you are honest about it, and you know you put everything out there, and it might not end that badly for you, because obviously the Smiths did leave rough, rough Trade eventually. Maybe that wasn't obvious, but that is what happened. <laughs> and... Uh, the, they became very successful. Or maybe they already were successful. Either way, it didn't go badly for Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, and everything I see, hear, and read about Morrissey tells me that he's a really nice guy. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you two have been uh, musicians in the same band. Have you ever done diss tracks against each other? Yeah. We had a big feud in the 90s. We we did it under a pseudonym though. I think I think mine was Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your sex was whack. Really. <laughs> um what is the advice there though, Liam? That you're telling him to, what is <laughs> like to, he you're saying he might be unhappy in his job. So what, leave his job? Um or just be honest with his boss. Be 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 honest about things, be open. If you're really unhappy... Shut the fuck up, boss. We've said it before. Your happiness is paramount. And you might want to find success elsewhere, like Morrissey did. <laughs> That's apparently the advice. I had that situation once. Um, I don't know if I talked about it before, but like I hated it. But my my first um, instinct was to just get on with it and like work through it and try and make it good. But then some friends of mine in the same team were like, they're older and more experienced said sometimes things just don't work your face don't fit in the team so your happiness is paramount so leave do something were they, else were they telling you to fuck off Carl? they did yeah they, they said look your face doesn't fit in this team <laughs> did you leave? <laughs> he said I did leave yeah and flourished since in fact so my advice was, wasn't actually bad <laughs> he's so surprised <laughs> No, I think so. But, yeah. but take it with caution, 
Homer. Don't just leave your job tomorrow because yeah, and, and don't you call your boss. Might a... have been heard saying "shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> and don't call your boss a flatulent pain in the ass. <laughs> Until after you leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I struggled with a film for this, which you two are probably for will tell me there's an obvious one. Um, so I've gone with an episode of The Office USA, um, season four, episode sixteen. Did I stutter? In 2008. Uh, directed by Randall Einhorn. And that reminded me of you, Liam. Ace Ventura. Yeah, Einhorn. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Remember? Remember Aaron? Yeah. Cool. Laces out. <laughs> um, so in this episode, Michael, the boss, um, he calls an emergency meeting asking everyone to come up with an idea to reinvigorate the office. And uh, he asks Stanley who is like a old store of the office who doesn't have time for any of the crap to give an idea, uh, but he's preoccupied with his crossword puzzle and refuses to participate. But Michael keeps on and asking him, Stanley, Stanley, come on. And then Stanley snaps his eyes. Did I stutter? Wow, that really reverberated. <laughs> um, in a loud and threatening tone. I could have read that and not actually did the... Uh, the loud and threatening tone. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's After what we, we said before, Carl. You're a, you're the Daniel Day Lewis of podcasting. <laughs> you really throw yourself into it. Yeah, I'm currently wearing a podcasting outfit. <laughs> He's come to the podcast dressed as a microphone. <laughs> I've lived as a microphone for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been absorbing sound. <laughs> um. And so Michael ends the meeting in a like a, a, a sad way, and uh, Toby, the HR representative, um, tells Michael to take disciplinary action because Stanley has disrespected him in front of everyone in the office. Um, so Michael, being Michael, he pretends to fire Stanley in front of everyone, and then Stanley goes absolutely crazy, and he threatens to sue and tell corporate all about Michael's stupid shenanigans in the office. And then Michael tells him he it was a pretend firing. Um, and so Stanley goes even crazier. And then Michael barks at him to stop it. And he tells everyone to leave the office. And everyone thinks, oh, he's really going to give it to Stanley. But then Michael cries and says, asks him why he doesn't like him. And Stanley says simply, he doesn't respect him. He goes, Michael, I've known you for a very long time. And the more I've gotten to know you, the less I've come to respect you. And then Michael, this is like, I remember saying to my wife when we watched this episode, Michael does the first thing... Well, the only time I've ever seen him do something right, he says to Stanley, well, that might be the case, Stanley, but you can't talk to me like that in front of everyone else. Mm-hmm. If you don't respect me, fine, but don't disrespect me in front of the whole team because I'm the boss. Um, and Stanley says, fair enough, and they shake hands. It doesn't sound like a funny episode. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, not when you describe it like that, no. <laughs> no, no. But um, for anyone that does know The Office, it's the same episode where Dwight buys Andy's car really cheaply and then sells it for like, a huge profit in the same day without doing anything to it. Um, so, you know, if you have got something to say to your boss, maybe it's good to air your grievances. Um, um, what always frustrated me about the American office was uh, Michael is just such a shit boss and he's so horrible to people and stuff. But in a funny way, obviously, because it's Steve Carell, but like stripping back all of the comedy he's a dickhead and like he's egotistical and stuff but then you feel sorry for him in scenes like that yeah it's like 
I shouldn't be feeling sorry for you. And the longer it goes on, knob. yeah, they they um, like his kind of ended in the whole series is like he everyone endears that he endears himself to everyone, don't they? And like mm. they're sad that he goes, even though in real life, you, like you would quit immediately if this guy was your boss. Yeah. <laughs> like they do when um, some of the um, the other department join them, and like out out of six of them, four of them quit on the same, the first day. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I think my point is quite similar to Liam. I think you should, uh, if you've got a problem, say it. <laughs> uh, again, I would advise caution. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, I mean, what if you, know, you two are like, you're, that's solid advice if he heard the shut the fuck up. But if he didn't, to just. Yeah. hang out all your dirty laundry well, just because well, you, the, the point, you know, the point for a penny in is, for a pound it's not so much that he might have heard it it's the point that you you felt the need to say it in the first place indicates that you know there's something there's something yeah. underneath it isn't there I mean I quite like my job but I've been on calls where I've thought people are talking and I'm thinking what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> shut up <laughs> I'm especially sure we all have, so. especially where no one cares about the call or the content, and there's someone asks a <laughs> yeah. question in like minute fifty nine, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, we're, "We're we're on the home straight here. What are you doing?" Yeah. Oh god, yeah. See, so, so, if, so if you do uh, you know, really enjoy the job, then the advice is, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope we helped Homer, and that is all we've got time for in this first of our lockdown lights. Check out the episode notes or agonyartpodcast.com to find links to all the media we mentioned today and for a link to the Agony Art Spotify playlists where you can listen to the songs that Liam suggests. And if you've got a problem you'd like us to attempt to solve, you can reach us on our group Instagram and Twitter accounts at Agony Art Podcast or on the submissions page on our website. I want to thank our resident agony uncles for their contributions thanks Liam thank you Carl no, no it's alright it's just that twat Aaron talking <laughs> oh shit I'm not on mute <laughs> I was going to say I'm so proud that none of we've got through this whole thing without saying you're on mute <laughs> it's impressive <laughs> it's because none of us have been on mute that's why it's so fucking noisy <laughs> <laughs> and thank you listeners for listening We will be back next week with more problems to muddle our way through and more entertainment for you to check out. See ya. Bye. But I'd suggest keep it light because their advice can be shite and they won't be held liable. Oh no, not at all. Not here. But agony are... Agony Art Agony Art